I'll stand and go to page number 78, Higher Ground. singing and brother justin's going to get ready he's going to sing a special for us and then he's going to preach for us this morning and i sure am proud of justin thank god how god is using his life and uh, he'll be preaching it this afternoon in loris and then he'll be heading to another church again this evening and we sure have enjoyed having him here this week and and uh, i'm glad i got somebody i can call on there that's uh, got some musical abilities and singing abilities and preaching abilities that's wonderful and god sure has been good Yeah. 
about y'all, but I've been blessed, haven't y'all? Amen. Amen. I have been blessed and uh, thankful for the opportunity to be here today and uh, thankful for what God does for us and how God helps us and looking forward to what God has for us this morning. If you will, take your Bible to the book of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter number 2, Ecclesiastes chapter number 2. And uh, we'll read the Word of God and get into the message today. The Bible says in verse number 1 of Ecclesiastes chapter 2, I said in mine heart, Go to now, I will prove thee with mirth. Therefore enjoy pleasure, and behold, this also is vanity. Instead of laughter, it is mad, and of mirth, what doeth it? I sought mine heart to give myself into wine, yet acquainting my heart with wisdom, and to lay hold on folly till I might see what was the good for the sons of men, which they should do under the heaven all the days of their life. 
I made me great works. I builded me houses. I planted me vineyards. I made me gardens and orchards. I, and I planted trees in them of all kind of fruits. I made me pools of water to water therewith the wood that bringeth forth trees. I got me servants and maidens and had servants born in my house. Also I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. I gathered me also silver and gold and the peculiar treasure of kings and of the provinces. I got me men singers and women singers and the delights of the sons of men as musical instruments and that of all sorts. So I was great and increased more than all that, that were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom retained, remained with me. Whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor, and this was my portion of all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought, and on the labor that I had labored to do. And behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun. And I turned myself to behold wisdom and madness and folly. For what can the man do that cometh after the king, even that which hath, uh, which hath been uh, already done? Then I saw that wisdom excelleth folly as far as light excelleth darkness. The wise man's eyes are in his head. But the fool walketh in darkness, and I myself perceived all that one event uh, happeneth to them all. Then said I in my heart, as it happeneth to the fool, so it happeneth even to me. And why was I then more wise? Then I said in my, in my heart, that this also is vanity. For there is no remembrance of the wise more than of the fool forever, seeing that which now is in the days to come shall all be forgotten. And how doth the wise man as the fool? Therefore I hated life, because the work that, that is wrought into the sun is grievous unto me, for all is vanity and vexation of spirit. Yea, I hated all my labor which I had taken under the sun, because I should leave it unto the man that shall be after me. And who knoweth whether he shall be a wise man or a fool? Yet shall he have rule over all my labor, wherein I have labored, wherein I have showed myself wise under the sun. This is also vanity. I'm preaching a message this morning entitled, Selfish Desires That Lead to Hateful Regrets. Selfish Desires That Lead to Hateful Regrets. Would you pray with me, Father? We sure do love you. Lord, we thank you for everything that you do for us. Lord, we thank you for the privilege, Lord, of being in your house this morning. What a great honor, Lord, it is to meet on a Sunday, Lord, to worship you. Lord, I pray, God, that you'll help us, Lord, these next few moments. Lord, as we look in thy word, I pray, God, that you'll speak to us, Lord. I pray, God, that you'll uh, encourage us, Lord. If there's one here that does not know thee as Savior, Lord, I pray, God, that you'll save them before it's turned too late. Lord, I pray, God, you'll speak to us today, Lord, if there's one that's, uh, Lord, away from you. God, I pray that you'll, uh, Lord, just help them, Lord, to come back. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Solomon 
He was the wisest king that ever lived, of course, apart from Jesus Christ. Of course, uh, we know that Solomon in 1 Kings chapter number 3 uh, was asked by, or 2 Kings chapter 3 rather, was asked by uh, God uh, what he wanted, what his desire was. And Solomon said that he, uh, at the beginning of his life and at the beginning of his reign, he said, I'm small, I'm young, I don't know much. He said, but I'm asking for an understanding heart. I'm asking for wisdom. God gave him wisdom, but also God gave him more than uh, just wisdom. God gave him riches. God gave him honor. God gave him strength, if you will. Solomon was uh, one of the wisest, was the wisest king. But not only that, but Solomon was also probably one of the wealthiest kings that ever lived. I mean, we find here in verse number 4 down to verse number 10, of all the things that Solomon had, I mean, it's amazing how Solomon had great riches, how Solomon had uh, the greatest of things, but yet, in verse number 18, he said, Yea, I hated all my labor, which I had taken under the sun, because I should leave it unto the man that shall be after me. You better be careful of the things that you and I do in this day and hour. We ought to be careful, because the next generation and the generation after them are going to be taking the things that you and I leave. The people that are the people that are coming up after us is going to be the ones that will take hold of what you and I leave in this day and hour. What we plant, what we get, what we reap, and what we sow, those things they will reap later. We find that Solomon lived a selfish life and it cost him greatly. Because like I said, the choices that he made led him to say, Yea, I hated all my labor which I had taken under the sun. As we get started, I want to ask you this question. Are you proud to leave the things that you're leaving the next generation? Are there some things in your life that you say, Man, I wish I had not have left this. I wish I had not have left that. We all got things. We all have things in our life that we sit there and we say, man, I regret doing this. How many of us have ever said that before? Man, I just hate doing this. I hate doing that. I wish I hadn't done that because now I'm seeing the fruit. I'm seeing everything that's coming about after that. Oh, I wish I could just go back in time and re-erase what I just had done there. And I wish I could have done some things differently. There's a sign in Monroe that's uh, on one of the businesses, got a big old banner that says, at the end of your life, will you say, I wish I had or I'm glad I did? At the end of your life, or let's not even just say the end of your life, but at the, at the stage in your life right now, can you say, I wish I had or I'm glad I did? Or is there going to be uh, more, I'm glad I did, than I wish I had? Or is there going to be a lot more, I wish I had, more than I'm glad I did? Solomon said, listen, he said, I, 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 I wish that I could go back. I wish that I, I could do things differently. Let me give you several thoughts. Number one, be careful getting everything your eyes desire because it may not be for the best for the upcoming generation. Amen. Be careful getting the, the, what your eyes desire. I want you to notice with me verse number 10. The Bible says, And whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not 
from them. That means that if he wanted another, if he wanted another chariot, if he wanted another house, if he wanted more gold, if he wanted more silver, it didn't matter what extent he had to go through. If his eyes desired it, he was going to go after it. And by the way, he was going to get it. But it cost him later. Because verse 18, he said, I hated all my labor. It cost him to get his eyes desire. It cost him to get what he wanted. I want you to notice starting in verse number 4. And I want you to underline some uh, a couple of words if you will. I want you to underline every time he said I. And every time he said me. And every time he said my. Every time he said mine. Every time he said all these things. Notice with what he said in verse number 4. I made me great works. He didn't say I left the next generation something. He said I made me great works. I built it me houses. I planted me vineyards. I made me gardens and orchards. And I planted in them of all kind of fruits. I made me pools of water to water therewith the wood that bringeth uh, forth trees. I got me servants and maidens and had servants born in my house. Also I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. I gathered me also silver and gold and the peculiar treasure of kings under the provinces. I got me men singers and women singers and the delights of the sons of men as musical instruments and that of all sorts. So I was great and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. You don't see anything where he said man I did this to leave for the next generation. You don't ever say he doesn't say I did this so that way I know looking ahead there's going to be a generation after me that's probably going to enjoy this. He didn't say I'm just going to do this. He said no what my eyes desired I kept not from them. Be careful getting what you want. Be careful getting what you see and what you want because the heartache and the trouble that comes with it you will not like that. You say how you know that? Well let's go to a few examples. Go with me to the book of Judges. Judges chapter number 14. The book of Joshua then the book of Judges. Judges chapter number 14. And let's look at verse number 1. The Bible says and Samson went down to Timnath and saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. And he came up and uh, told his father and his mother and said, I have seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me to wife. His eyes saw a woman. He desired her. He said, now go get her. I'm not going to withhold my eyes from what I see. I'm not going to withhold I, whatever I see, I'm wanting. It's all about me. Can I just say something? If it's all about you this morning, it ain't. Just be reminded of that because it's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. It's about the next generation that's sitting here not knowing anything about God. You can have all you want. It can be all about you if you want it to be. But I promise you, when you grow up and there comes a day that you die and your children look at you in that casket, they're going to say, 
Well, Daddy, was it was all about him. Mama, it was all about him. And Grandma and Grandpa, it was all about them. They didn't want nothing to do. They weren't thinking about nobody else. Can I just tell you something today? Let's just be reminded that there are some people that we need to be looking after and being reminded, hey, listen, it's just not about the desires that I have. It's about the people that are going to come after me, that are going to enjoy those desires. There are things in this day and hour, there are things that are happening in the United States today that is going to affect the next generation forever. The the generations before us have done things that have affected this generation. You say, how do you know that, Brother Justin? There's a lot of sins that are being committed in America today that probably would have never been thought about, never would have been uncovered 50 or 60 years ago. But somebody has not been thinking about the next generation. They've been thinking about themselves. They've been thinking about what they want. They've been thinking about how they want it. They've been thinking about themselves. Listen, we're prideful people. We always want to think about ourselves. But we ought not to be thinking and concerned about that. If you look in uh, Judges chapter number 16, just a couple more chapters over, the Bible says in verse number 1, Then went Samson to Gaza and saw there an harlot and went in unto her. He kept not his eyes from their desire. His desire was to have that woman. His desire was to have that. You say, well, how about somebody else? Let's go to the book of Joshua. Just a book, uh, just a book before that. Then you look there in verse number, uh, Joshua chapter 7 and verse number 1. The Bible says, but the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of, uh, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah took of the accursed thing and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. We know the story about uh, Joshua and, and going through Jericho. Remember they walked around that city uh, set seven times uh, the seventh day and six times every day. Uh, one day, six days uh, for six days. Thirteen times in a row they walk around. And all of a sudden you know the walls came tumbling down. We know the story of that. We got the story. But the Bible says that when you go in there you don't touch the accursed thing. You don't get it. You don't touch it. You don't get it. You don't you don't even think about it. But you know what? We got old Achan here. The Bible says in verse number 1 that Israel trespassed in the accursed thing. Yes, it was just a, a one individual that took something. But it just wasn't one individual that, got, that paid for it. That's right. That's right. Oh, Ai smote, the Bible says in verse number 5, 30 and 6 men. About 30 and 6 men of the Israelites all because Achan sinned. You say, my sin doesn't, my sin doesn't bother nobody else. It only hurts me. Can I tell you something? Your sin will bother a next generation. Your sin will bother a church. Your sin will bother everything else. Hey, I'm just telling you something, church. We don't need to get our hearts desire. We don't need to get our eyes desire. We don't need to be looking at something and saying, this is what I want and I'm willing to have it no matter what all I have to do. The Bible says in verse number 21, when I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment and 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight. Then I coveted them. He said, I saw, then I coveted them. And then he did this. The Bible says, and took them. Achan did not, did not withhold the things that his eyes desired. And it cost him. 
Bible says there in verse 21, like I said, when I was when I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold, uh, a wedge of uh, a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight, then I coveted them and took them. And behold, they are in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. We know the story. We're not going to take the time, but you read later on down. He died. His whole, his whole family died. They burned them with fire and they put heaps of stone on top of them. All because of somebody's little desire. All because somebody saw something they couldn't live without. How about this one? Go to Genesis chapter number 3. Genesis chapter number 3. Verse number 1, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. The woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the... We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, You should not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Yea, uh, ye shall surely, ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Notice verse number six. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Now I, I, I'm not a smart guy. Some days I can be smart. Some days I can be really dumb. Okay. Anybody ever have them days? Raise your hand if you ever have them days. I'm not the only one. I'm not a smart guy. But if I've got to think about this, I think Adam was standing right beside Eve when this happened. I don't think I don't think Eve called Adam and said, "Hey, hey, look, look at this fruit right here." I think he was I think he was standing right there because the Bible says she ate of the fruit and then gave also unto her husband, and he did eat. She ate of it and said, "Here." There are a lot of questions that would say, "Would would there be sin in the world if Adam had not taken of the fruit?" Well, the Bible says that that the you know the bloodline goes to the man. If Adam had not sinned, Eve would have died. And Adam would have lived, and guess what? Sin probably would have probably never entered into the world. A lot of questions on why Adam took the fruit. I have no idea. Probably because he didn't want to watch his wife die. I don't know. I don't know why. But the whole point of that is she saw it. She saw it and she desired it. And she took of it. Hey, young people, be careful what you desire on the internet. Adults, be careful what you desire on TV because the next thing you know, you're going to be into it. Be careful of the things that you desire. Be careful of the things that you look at. Be careful because the next thing you know, the devil's going to be sitting there going, hey, it's all right. Everything's good. You can, you can continue watching this show. You can continue doing this. You can continue doing that. And you know what? We're talking about Solomon. We're talking about the wisest man that ever lived, had silver and gold, had everything that he wanted, but yet he did not follow God. In the very beginning it did. But then the Bible talks about how the women that he had, thousand women. Think about that. 700 wives, 300 concubines. All thousand of them trying to take him different directions. And he went away from God. All because of desire. All because he saw something that he wanted. Don't, let, don't give your eyes desires. 
Don't, don't, grab what, don't grab the first thing that comes about. Solomon got his eyes desire and it cost them greatly. Think about this. Go back to Ecclesiastes chapter 2. I want you to notice in number 2. Number 1, be careful getting everything your eyes desire because it may not be the best for the upcoming generation. But number 2, remember everyone is the same. Notice with me verse number 14. The wise man's eyes are in his head, but the fool walketh in darkness. And I myself perceived all that one event happeneth to them all. I don't care if you have a billion dollars in the bank or if you got a penny in the bank. I don't care if you have I don't care if you have the greatest car out there or you got the junkiest car out there. Sometimes the junkiest cars are better than the than the greatest cars. Can I get an amen on that one? Sometimes brand new cars ain't the best. Sometimes an old car is better. Is that how you know that? Because somebody's taking care of it and somebody's, them new cars, they might have some recalls and everything else. But what am I trying to say? They're all the same. You know what's going to happen to all those cars? They're going to end up in the junkyard one day. You know what's going to happen to you one day? You're going to end up in the grave. It doesn't, listen, the grave, ain't no, the grave ain't no respecter of persons. It doesn't matter if you're a billionaire, if you're the poorest person in, in Horry County. It doesn't matter if you're the poorest person in the United States or if you're the richest person in the United States. Death has no, no respecter of persons. One thing Solomon was trying to figure out is, man, why do I have all this stuff and why does this person have so little? It said, one event happened to them all. We may have different hair colors. We, have, we may have different eyes. We may have different ways of living. But the truth is, we're all humans. We must treat everyone with respect. I believe it's in Second Timothy. It talks about honoring all men. You know, that word honor has a thought of seeing value in Solomon were to see the value of the next generation, he wouldn't have said, yeah, I hated all my labor. If you would see who's coming after you, see, sir, see, ma'am, if you're thinking all about you and you're not thinking about your youngins and you're not thinking about your grand youngins and you live for yourself and you stay out of church and you do this and you do that, it's going to hurt you one day. You're going to look back and say, I wish I had. You ain't going to be saying, I'm glad I did. Think about this. King David left things for Solomon and Solomon was going to leave things for the next generation but he had a problem with that. King David, remember King David, he left all the materials for the house of God. What did Solomon leave? All his worldly goods. Grandma and grandpas have left a godly heritage. Mamas and daddies have left behind worldly goods. Grand youngins are going to be sitting there looking at, looking at their grand youngins and what are they going to be leaving? Probably absolutely nothing. Because grandma and grandpa left a godly heritage. Mom and daddy dropped the ball and didn't leave nothing but worldly goods. And now, look at what we're dealing with. If you're ashamed to leave something for the next generation after you, it's probably because of a selfish life that you've lived. 
selfish desires that lead to hateful regrets. Old David, he, he had a heart for God. He was a man after God's own heart. But Solomon, he walked away from the Lord. Think about it. Think about it. Number three. Let's see the things that Solomon left the next person after him. He said he left. He built houses. Notice verse four. He, built, he, he, he made me great works. I made me great works. He built houses. He planted vineyards. He, plant, he made gardens and orchards. He planted trees. He made pools of water. He got him servants and maidens. He got the silver and the gold. He got him some singers, men singers and women singers. He got cattle. You name everything that he got. And every single one of those things was either going to die or decay. Every single thing that he had was either going to die or it was going to decay. The person after him was not just going to go into the house and be like, look at what I got here. Because after a while in the palace, after a while in those houses, you know what? There's going to be a leak in the floor. They're going to have to change the carpet. They're going to have to, they're going to, have to paint again. They're going to have to change windows. Why? Because there's decaying all the time. In the end, he didn't really leave much. He left things that were going to have to be continued to be worked on. But you know, the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter number 6, where we ought to lay our treasure not here on earth, but in heaven. Where wrath and uh, moth and rust doth not corrupt. And where thieves cannot break through and steal. Can I ask you a question? Have you lived a selfish life today? A lot of people are so selfish that they think about themselves and they think about what other people think of them more than they think about eternity. More than they think about what's going to happen. There's one event that happened to them all and that's death. But if you're always thinking about you and you're always thinking about yourself and you're always, man, I've lived a good life. That was the problem with the Pharisees. They were always looking at what they had done. They were always looking at what they had accomplished. They weren't more concerned about Jesus and they weren't more concerned about lost folks. They were just more concerned about them. I heard a lot of people today, they're more concerned, they're so selfish that they, that they want to do what they want to do. That they want, they want what's in their heart. They want to live it up. They want to have a great time. We don't know when death's going to happen, but I want to ask you this. If you died right now, do you know 100% for sure you'd go to heaven? You put all selfish desires out of the way and you realize what Jesus did for you. Because the greatest thing, the greatest thing, you're not going to leave the next generation. The greatest thing is not uh, going to be a billion dollars in the bank because the, the, your family is going to use that money to spend it somehow, some way. It ain't going to be, it ain't going to be uh, leaving the nicest of cars because those things are going to rot. Those things are going to decay. My daddy bought a uh, 2005 uh, uh, Chevy uh, Avalanche. And you know what? You know where it's at right now? Probably in a junkyard somewhere. After last November, I started driving it and started driving it and driving it and wore it out. Unless they probably fixed it and sold it again. I don't know. But the whole point of that is it's going to decay. It's going to rot. What are you leaving the next generation that's worth leaving? Think about it. You young people, you're the next generation. What is your mom and dad leaving you today? 
You say, I hope they're leaving me money. You better hope they're leaving you Jesus. They better hope, you better hope they're leaving you a King James Bible. You better have a desire to get their Bible more than their money when they pass away. You better have a desire to get something better, something worth more than anything that money can buy. Salvation is worth more than any money can buy. Salvation is worth more than any good works can ever give. You say, what are you saying? I'm saying leave something that's well worth leaving. The next generation to come after us, what are you going to leave the next generation? Well, what are you going to do? We always need to leave and remember the things that are after us. Because the Bible says there in verse number 18, Yeah, I hated all my labor which I had taken under the sun, because I should leave it unto the next man that shall be after me. And he knoweth whether he shall be a wise man or a fool. Yet shall he have rule over all my labor, wherein I have labored, and wherein I have showed myself wise under the sun. This is also vanity. You know what? Whether or not whether or not you leave a bunch of money, whether or not you leave a bunch of things, can I just tell you something? His word's not going to return void. And if you leave them Jesus, whether they're wise or whether they're a fool, they'll remember those words every single day. That's why it's so well worth it to leave the next generation something worth leaving. Have you had some selfish desires today? Do you got some hateful regrets? You say, Brother Justin, I got some hateful regrets. Well, you know what? You can come to this altar and ask God to forgive you about that. But not only that, but you can say, Lord, help me from this day forward to live with the next person in mind. Help me to live knowing that the next generation is coming after me and I need to be leaving something worth leaving. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and eyes closed.